I'm Holly Sexton, along with my partner, Megan Stiff, and this is the Boss Lady Coaching Podcast. Welcome! On this pod, we talk with Jerisa Lamonds. She's the Director of Cultural Diversity at Elizabethtown Community and Technical College. Teresa has been with the Boss Lady Network since its inception. You can listen to her episode from our first season on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Boss Lady Coaching. Teresa spoke with us on Zoom about a new series she is spearheading at ECTC called RISE. RISE is an acronym for Race, Inequity, Solidarity, Empathy. We look around our community and we watch the news and we wonder, what can I do? We'll stick around to learn about Rise and how you can move beyond scrolling and unfriending on Facebook and take action. Well, thanks for the opportunity to share this, Holly. And it's so great to have Teresa on today because she was one of our very first guests. Um, Gosh, now we can say years ago when the podcast first started. But um, she has been an incredible member of our team at the college and leading this effort to put this event together. And Teresa, do you want to talk a little bit more about RISE and what it is going to encompass for the next few weeks? Absolutely. Um, So I'm pretty excited about RISE. It's probably the first project that I've been extremely ecstatic about. Um, So what RISE is, is it's a a seven-week series of topics that are going to talk about systematic racism and it's gonna be localized to our local community. And I think it's important to draw out these conversations and get moving. Um, My supervisor, Dr. Pate, always has said to me, you can never waste a crisis. So although we're going through something that's really tough and that a lot of people are struggling to understand, I think it's important that we use this crisis right now to talk about and have some conversations. Um, But what I'm most excited about RISE is that it's gonna have actionable items that other people can take to try to understand and try to to connect with, with what's going on right now. I'm particularly thankful that you're hosting this because I don't want to see the momentum of this movement go away. But although it's a timely thing that we need to do, we need to make sure that we're taking the time to craft it where it's done in an appropriate way, where people are able to hear the message, receive the message, continue the conversation and have actionable items that they can actually take to to make some change happen. So speaking of that, Megan, why was it important? I know personally why, because I know you, but why was it important to you and Jerisa representing ECTC to offer an opportunity like this? It was meaningful to be able to do something instead of just seeing friends that I care about, um, you know, continue to suffer injustices also seeing frustration and not having anywhere to channel some of that energy into a way to make change. And I think that's uh, just the calling that we have as a local community and technical college is to educate. And that's the core foundation of our mission. So I think the, the beautiful thing about this is that no matter how complex the problem, the solution is education. And that's what we're trying to accomplish through this conversation. It's not something that can be addressed in one hour or heck even the seven that we're going to have over the series of weeks, but it's got to start somewhere and it has to start with people talking about uncomfortable issues and more importantly, listening and asking questions of those who do feel marginalized and internalizing that feedback 
So my hope is that it's a start, but it's not the final end-all be-all solution. It's, it's just got to be the starting point for more continuing conversation and more importantly, action. So who will lead the RISE courses? Will it be new guests every week? We have three young ladies, well, ladies that are movers and shakers in our community that include Megan Stiff, myself, and Tanya Seabrooks, and Dr. Danielle Lovell. And we are especially cherry picking uh, local community leaders that we feel like have a lot to say about the subjects that we have uh, presented. And when I first got to thinking about, well, what subjects do we need to concentrate on? I, I leaned towards the definition of systemic racism because that's what I think people are not understanding. That racism isn't just this blanket that you throw over things. That racism is embedded to every system that people try to live and coexist and be successful in. I think this is a question I know I, I've wanted to talk about more is just helping those who have not had that experience firsthand of being marginalized, helping them understand why our black brothers and sisters are upset right now. Why is this happening? Why is the need for this conversation more relevant than ever? So um, I hope to also learn through this to be a better ally and to help just explain and, and how we can bridge that gap of just understanding where these different experiences are coming from and why that need for change is so pressing, even if it's not something we've all experienced personally. Um, will this be for the community or only for ECTC students? And, and let me speak out on this. This will absolutely be for the community. It would be unimpactful if it, if it wasn't for the community. And I think that a lot of times people tend to leave very heavily on our mission that leans towards education but let's remember that community is in our name. And it's one thing that when I took the role as career services and director of cultural diversity that I took very seriously. I'm active in my community and I'm pleased to work for an employer who uh, commends that and celebrates that. So I wanna say that any event that we do do that's gonna educate is open to the community for that reason. That's a great point, Jerisa, because this isn't new for you. When people were talking about Juneteenth, I was only familiar because of your influence and because you had promoted an event and hosted an event and we attended a couple of years ago. So um, this isn't new territory for you. Yeah, and I, I will really be honest with you that um, as a Black American, I this, this, that idea was actually bought to me by one of our uh, employees, Pamela Harper. She's been a very strong civil rights advocate for many, many years before I was even, what my mom used to say, before you were even a twinkle in my eye. So she was the one who was a big proponent for us celebrating. Um, actually, we celebrated Emancipation Day. So let me kind of go into the depth of that. Juneteenth is a celebration of the freeing of the slaves, uh, with Galveston being the city that was, was instrumental in that. However, it still took a little bit of time for news to get to Kentucky. So that's why we in Kentucky celebrate Emancipation Day in August. Because even after June, the news was received, it took about two or three more months to get to us. So in Kentucky, you'll find like in Princeton and places kind of southern, southwest, that they actually celebrate Emancipation Day. That's right. Thank you for refreshing my memory. And But the first time I heard the word Juneteenth uttered, was from you, and it was in reference to uh, the trickle to uh, Emancipation Day. That just goes to show what I learned in American history and Kentucky history. 
So we know that we have some work to do there. Oh, I don't even think we have a whole podcast to get me started on the watered down education that is given to our children in everyday education. Um, A lot of the elements are left out. And and let's just be real. There's a lot of, of people's history that are left out. We get pieces of Native American history. We get pieces of African American history. And we get pieces of nothing to do with LGBTQ. Like I've been learning myself about LGBTQ. And there are so many people that I didn't even know who identified as lesbian or gay that have been like great leaders for our country. But you don't get to learn about that in school. Just the same as you don't get to learn about, I feel like history is very whitewashed. Um, so it's very sad to me, but I'm, I'm happy that some of the things that need to be said and need to be actualized are coming out now. In my house, I had an aunt who taught me about black history. She was aware of what we were learning in school. And my aunt Bibbin, what I call her, she would set us down on Sundays and take us through all kinds of African-American history and African history. It's where I first learned about Kush. Um, you know, the, the hotbed of civilization is where I first learned about um, the Emancipation Proclamation, the real meaning of it and the political stance of it. So. Um, I'm excited that all this is happening and I'm excited that I'm able to be able to educate people about what's going on because I hate the fact that a lot of things are removed from history. It would behoove us and um, our listeners to learn more from those who want to share about history. Um, well, you know, I would love to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask directly because I don't want to put that on any one person. That's another thing too, since we're speaking frankly. I don't think that it's anybody's job to educate me. I think it's my job. Molly, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, it's not your job to educate me. Um, It's my job to use all the great resources that are out there, including the internet at our fingertips or our phones, um, libraries. There's just so much out there. And then with RISE and what this will mean to the community, this is another opportunity um, for us to learn. I've had a lot of um, Caucasian acquaintances reach out to me. Well, what can I do? You know, what can I do? And let me tell you, that makes your black friend feel very responsible for, I don't want to say inadequacies, but you're, you're, you have to, just what you said, Holly, you have to get out there and do that education for yourself. You have to talk to people that look different than you. You have to read books by people who look different than you. You have to listen to music from people who look different than you. I mean, it's, it's up to you. If you don't feel that human connection with the person that you might have an implicit bias by, you'll never connect. You'll never learn. And I think sometimes it's scary as somebody to, to speak out and to know, know what to say or know how to say it and try not to be offensive. But at the same time, I think using voices from the white community to reinforce the conversation and the importance of it Um, I think we need to worry less about offending somebody and more just about speaking up. So that's advice I probably need to give myself (laughs) Um, because sometimes I want to say the perfect thing or I I don't want to be that person that's reaching out in an insensitive way. Um, But I think also just encouraging everyone, don't don't worry about saying it exactly the perfect way. Just go ahead and voice support and and do do something. Doing something is better than than sitting in silence waiting for the perfect response. That's a really important point because a lot of people are being silent because they're afraid of the say this, not that movement, which is an entirely different movement. 
which teaches us um, just like along with all the other wonderful things that have happened in technology, engineering, and math, uh, failure. Um, if we are just absolutely ostracized and afraid for saying something incorrectly, then we won't speak up. So I think it's important to say, hey, okay, if you say, I don't think I have it just right. Um, can you help me with that? I think expressing that vulnerability is really important. So the more that you become familiar with that marginalized population that you're wanting to ask questions about, the easier the questions become. I mean, I think it's just like entering into a relationship with a man. I mean, you don't truly know everything about the male uh, gender, but in a relationship, you ask questions, you're tender, you try to, to be loving and, and empathetic when you ask questions and when we enter into situations that might be rough. The same thing is needed. It's the same exact thing. Educate and educate yourself and listen. A lot of people do a lot of talking and don't do enough listening. There were so many declarations people feeling like they had to declare something instead of just being still and listening to the conversation. A lot of people jump to a lot of rash decisions and, and, and Facebook, I will say, and social media allows you to do that. I think that Facebook is a gift and a curse, right? Because it allows you to educate yourself. But let me tell you that education, I tread lightly on educating myself on Facebook, but it also allows people to make those immediate impulsive decisions on how they feel about things without really reading in, knowing all the facts. Um, so people are allowed to make, you got three or three to five seconds, just like a resume on Facebook to make a decision about how you feel about things. Yeah, and I definitely struggle with that. Um, I think it was just last week I posted for the first time this month, which uh, y'all know I used to be all over Facebook and now I just don't want anything to do with it because I felt like it, there was so much pressure to like say the right thing, say the right thing. Um, and not that I don't want to show public support for my friends and the need for myself to become a better and more informed person, but it just, it felt like just such a divisive, no win. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the best thing I could do was just listen and try to learn something before having a I think we've spent so much time about getting the right public opinion out there and then we move on to the next thing. And I just hope we can slow down and really pay attention to what's being said. And again, I keep just let's do something instead of just words are great. Words are better than absolutely nothing. But I think if we can focus more on what are we going to do differently? What are you going to do differently? I don't think we spend as much time on that as we do our however many character tweet or our Facebook post, and then we're on to the next thing. Yeah, you have to be open. You have to be open to, to explore different different cultures and, and different people. I just try to be open, and I try to have a listening ear and try to be empathetic to other people's situations because my situation doesn't look like every other person's situation, just the same as, as you guys are two white females. Your situation looks totally different. I mean, people just think, people look at things in their own little egalitarian bubble, and they don't look outside that. And that's, that's really sad to me. It is. And, you know, people look at Megan and I, and some people even ask, they're like, are you sisters? I'm like, well, not in that sense. But yes, we are universal sisters. Um, but her, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> her life and, and my life, they're a lot different. But what we have in common is that we care about people. 
and that we, we are both very curious, just like you, Jerisa. So I think above anything, when it comes to research, even if someone's listening and they're not compelled for any other reason, how about natural curiosity? Learn about history, learn about the world around you, learn about um, someone's perspective, and it can really change things. I know people sometimes do not experience a, a dramatic life or perspective change unless it happens in their world. So I think that we should do more collective thinking of others and looking at other situations rather than our own. And that is exactly why we're doing RISE. I have read comments on uh, people in city and community leadership that think there are no issues here. Yeah, all there, though, though there's no like prominent issues here. No, we're not dealing with the type of heat that they're dealing with in Minneapolis and uh, Louisville. However, there are issues here. There are people who hold implicit biases against certain groups. There are, and those biases have to be addressed. So that's what RISE is based on. We're gonna put the demographics and the facts out there to you. And you have no other reason but to look at those facts and demographics. They are what they are. And then we go from there and we have a good conversation with some highly educated uh, community leaders who are educated on the topics that we're talking about. And then we break into Q&A to make sure that everybody's voices are heard. So that's, that's the, exactly the premise of, of RISE, is to, to generate those conversations. But I don't like doing anything that doesn't have any action behind it. So I'm not just going to come and, and talk to you and holler at you. Like, I want to see, this is what you can do. This is what you can take away from this meeting to go forth and do what you have to do to be the change. What do listeners need to know about the date, the times, uh, keeping up with, uh, especially due to COVID, uh, the schedule? What do our listeners need to know? Registration can be done online. Uh, these will be weekly virtual sessions. We know it's tough to be together in person, but this will start in July on Thursday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m., done virtually beginning July 9th and running until August 20th. So if you can come to all seven sessions, great. We'd love to have you. It's just one, that's fine too. Whatever people's schedule will permit. Um, this is also free. So if you visit the ECTC Facebook page, there'll be a sign up link and we would love to see as many people there and um, hope to continue the conversation beyond just those few weeks and see where this leads us together as a community. I would just want to thank you you're always doing such good in the community and I'm so thankful that this is something that can be turned into a learning opportunity and a, and a real change opportunity. So thank you. And thank you, Megan, for, uh, for being part of that. I'm just a very small piece. The, the real heroes are the ones doing all the work and sharing their experience. So it's going to be really exciting to see this all come together. I agree. Thank you all for having me on BLC. Was I the first BLC? You were the second. We interviewed Brooke, and then we interviewed you. Okay, I'll take that competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, well, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to serve my community. That is what we are all here to do. Um, so thank you all for having me on BLC for the second time. Bye. Bye. The Boss Lady Coaching Podcast is a traveling podcast, and we're all about for-purpose influencing. 
If you like what you heard, please share it. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching. And find us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Boss Lady Coaching Podcast. You can also check out our website where we have free tools, books, a blog, and more. We are hosting events too. So check those out at bethebosscoaching.com. The Boss Lady Coaching Podcast, copyright 2020.